Anastasia and this is Cozy Corner, a place for me to talk about life and feelings and art and anything else on my mind. So grab a drink and get cozy and we'll begin. Hello everyone, I am sitting here in my dad's greenhouse. Say hi dad. Hello. (laughs) And we're about to talk to you today. I'm just going to have a little conversation with my dad. And dad, I'm going to ask you some questions and ask you some questions from other people as well. Oh, that's great. Yes, I'd be delighted to answer them. So please, will you introduce yourself, dad? Uh, My name is Peter Tessu. Uh, I'm quite old. I'm not telling you how old. (laughs) 70 something. Yeah, 70 something, early 70. Uh, And I'm sitting here with my daughter, Anna, my fourth daughter. Uh, and we're having a nice conversation. We're in the greenhouse, which is one of our favourite places to come and talk. Can you yeah. explain, Dad, the law of the greenhouse? Oh, the law of the greenhouse. I've always had a greenhouse. So when my daughters um, were younger, because they're quite old now, uh, if they wanted to speak to me or ask for advice or anything else, they always to say, Dad, can we meet in the greenhouse, please? <laughs> and that's what we do. We go in the greenhouse and then we'd have a chat. Uh, so that any problem that they came up with. Okay, next question, Dad, from me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about the greenhouse first, but now I want to ask you about um, where does our name come from? For people who don't know, my dad is from Cyprus. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was born in Cyprus, um, uh, 1948, so you can work out my age there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, w- I went to school there for three or four years. Um, then left Cyprus when I was 11, um, came to England, um, and the rest is history. Now, our name is a bit weird because uh, we don't have any written records in villages. I came from a small village. Uh, my father was, my father's name was Anastasius, his first name. Uh, but for sure, they used to call him Tas, Tassos. Um, his second name was Chrysostomo, which is quite a long word. So when I was born, or when, when we were all born, all my brothers, uh, you go to the, um, uh, the local sheriff. That's, uh, he's not really a sheriff, he's just somebody who keeps records in the village. And he said, oh, I had my, Tassos had a son. And because his first, he only knew him as Tassos, uh, he, he put uh, as his surname Tassu. So it was me, Peter Tassu. Mean like Peter, son of, or from the yeah, family yeah, of Tassu. Yeah, son of Tassos, uh, which translates to Tassu. Yeah. So I'm basically named twice because my first name. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, your your name is Anastasia uh, because traditionally, uh, when we have children, we always name them after after our parents, uh, as an honour. So when Anna was born, um, I called her Anastasia. It was one of the names we've, uh, we possibly could use, um, which Anastasia translates into Tassos in, uh, if you're a male. Yeah. Yeah. So you're named after my father. And I love my name. Oh, great. And talking of my name, a lot of people don't know, but my middle name is Pepsi, thanks to my dad. Dad, do you want to explain why on earth you would call me Pepsi? <laughs> because people think it's a Greek word, it's not. <coughs> no, it's not a Greek word at all. No, we, we needed something. I mean, you don't use your middle name very much. So we needed something there which is a bit weird, if you like. 
Uh, and Pepsi sounds very easy to the tongue uh, and very memorable as well. Um, there's all these spiders on your head, Dad. Look. Oh, God, there's loads of them, look. Oh, they're all coming down. How do we get rid of just hatched. So we just had to move because some spiders hatched on my dad's head. Yeah. <laughs> Which must be lucky. So do continue, Dad, about my Pepsi name. Yeah, so, so I thought um, it, would be, it would be nice if we can use a name which is a bit weird, easy to the tongue, uh, and something she can use when she gets older if she wanted to. So I'll put this middle name as Pepsi. Which is memorable. People do remember it. So it, it does its job. Yeah. Now, talking of names and language in Cyprus, sometimes people email me, and if they're from a different country, they always apologise for their bad English. Oh, now, no need to apologise. My English is not very good either. Well, what I was going to say is, <coughs> my dad always has told me when you were working before mm-hmm. and you had to send letters and stuff, you struggled with that. Oh, I struggled a lot. I mean, that's one of the things. I, was, I started my first business when I was uh, 18. And uh, one of the one of the problems we had, or well, I had, is actually being able to write because when you're in business, you've got to write letters and you've got to write um, invoices and all that kind of stuff. And I found that very very difficult. So I wished I had more education, um, but I only had four years education in the UK. And I didn't speak the language, so my English writing part of it is not very good. But uh, n- nothing to be ashamed of, because it's your second language anyway. And English is very hard as well. Um, well, yeah, yeah, it is. It is hard. Especially it about, written it. It took me about two years to learn the language properly. Um, when I first came over, I couldn't speak a word of English. No, I, I did speak uh, some words. I, I learned to count from one to ten. Right? <laughs> uh, and a soldier who was looking after us at the, at the end of the gun was actually teaching us how to count to ten. You can't just tell us that, Dad. You're going to have to explain a little bit of the... Uh, oh, yeah, give yeah. us a brief introduction. Well, in Cyprus, the, the British Army was in charge of Cyprus at that time, in, in 1959, 58 and 59. Uh, and there was an uprising there, uh, the Oka. Um, and somebody reported, my father, they was hiding things in the house, like, I don't know, bombs and things. So the British Army came in and raided our house. Uh, about, I would imagine it was about a hundred soldiers surrounded the house, kicked the doors down, uh, pointed the gun at us and told us to get up. About, you know, first thing in the morning, about six in the morning. Then one soldier took the three kids, with three of us at that time, uh, to one side, and a soldier looking after us, with the pointing a gun at us. Uh, and then there's two soldiers took my father to another side uh, and were pointing a gun at him. And another, another uh, female soldier took my mother to one side, so we were all separated. But the guy, that was, the, the soldier that was looking after us, he was a nice, quite a nice guy, and obviously he got bored and he decided, well, I'll teach you English. <laughs> so he said, we started counting one, two, <laughs> three. So I learned to count to ten that way <laughs> before I came over. The most traumatic count to ten ever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and didn't you say something? They had some tea there, which you like, and a biscuit. Oh yeah, oh, God, they they with a great big pot. Um, I don't know about two foot high, uh, full of tea. So we have a, they had a tea break, 
and they gave us a little bit as well. They gave us a biscuit. I never saw a biscuit in my life. My God, how beautifully tasted. It's funny because if you look back now, it's such a horrible situation, but you looked it through child's well, eyes. Well, through a child, it was quite adventurous, wasn't it? Yeah. Some excitement. Yeah, yeah. So for a little bit of context as well, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, Dad, but you were very poor in Cyprus. like. Oh, yes, we were. Um, uh, my father had a job, fortunately, but he had a job in, um, in the city, uh, working as a plumber somewhere. So we didn't see my father all through the week, just the weekends used to come home. Uh, my mother used to sew um, garments for people and they used to pay her in goods rather than money because their village was poor. So if a woman wanted to make a dress, for example, she'd go and buy the fabric, bring it to my mother. Her mother would measure her up, make it. She, she would bring a picture as well, a photo of what style she wanted from a magazine or somewhere. Uh, and my mother would cut it out and make it for them. And then my mother would receive probably other like a bag of potatoes or something, mm-hmm. or, or five or six kilos of wheat. Yeah. yeah? That's how she got paid. Yeah? Uh, so we were quite poor, yeah. Okay, while we're talking about that, I have a question that's relevant from someone who sent a question in. Um, they asked, what was your first impression when you came to England? Oh, my God. How was, old were you, Dad? I was 11 years old when we came to England. Got off the aeroplane. Um, we were put into a bus to drive from Heathrow to London and everything was so dark Uh, it was raining and it was foggy and gloomy oh my god it was so different from Cyprus it was sunny and bright Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and it was awful I said what the place is like hell right (laughs) Uh, and, then, and then my father picked us up from uh, Kingscroft somewhere where the bus stopped and took us home and he had a bowl of fruit. <gasps> oh, my God, I never saw an apple in my life. <laughs> and I thought, my God, it looked beautiful. And banana. I never saw a banana in my life either. <laughs> so, you know, I was quite pleasantly surprised of the stuff that you can eat in England. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in our village, we, it wasn't an apple or a banana area, so we never saw apples and bananas. Yeah. yeah? What would you have instead? Uh, oh, there we have pomegranates, melons. A lot more exotic, it seems. Uh, well, yeah, pomegranates, melons. We used to have uh, almond trees, um, figs. some lemons, some figs, yeah. But not apples and pears and bananas, no. And it's funny because my dad loves English, like you loved the school dinners that you had, didn't oh, you? Oh, yes. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you compare it to Cyprus, where lunchtime, for example, if um, I came home from school, all you could find was a handful of olives and a piece of stale bread, uh, and that would be your lunch. Or I can go hunting and kill some birds and things and eat them, mm-hmm. uh, cook them and eat them in the, while, while we were uh, up in the mountains. So coming to England and having a three, you know, meal with veg and meat and veg, it was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And a pudding afterwards. Oh, the, and the puddings. We never had puddings in my life either. <laughs> What's your favourite? Oh, sticky toffee. <laughs> a spotted dick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we custard. <laughs> Such traditional food. Most yeah. people here probably think it's old-fashioned, but for you, you Oh, was... for me, it was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant, because we never had that kind of stuff. Yeah. So another question about Cyprus, someone asked, what do you, um, what do you remember? What's a nice memory that you have from Oh, them? the nice memories. The nice memories were 
uh, when they church a church feast, for example. Uh, people used to gather together and um, there used to be some stores selling ice cream and nuts and things, yeah. Uh, that was a nice time. That was usually uh, Easter time or whatever, mm. yeah. At Easter time when you have uh, eggs, painted eggs, and uh, you knock them together uh, and say... Um, Christos Anesti. Christos Anesti, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, my favourite time is actually going up, um, putting my shorts on, no shoes, Take my catapult, I always have the catapult, uh, and go up in the mountains, uh, hunt some birds, kill them in my catapult, light a fire, clean the birds, cook them and eat them. Or, and, and also pick some asparagus or other things, wild things that grow in the wild. Uh, and that, that was very peaceful and very mm. adventurous. Yeah, I used to love that. Or go and steal some fruit, steal some grapes if the <laughs> grapes were there. Steal some lemons if nobody's looking. Apricots. <laughs> mm. uh, it was an apricot tree that uh, was going to steal apricots from this farm. Hazelnuts. Um, we didn't have many hazelnuts now. Almonds we had, Almonds, but not yeah. hazelnuts. Uh, and then we had dates, a date tree oh. that uh, used to make dates, but we couldn't. I couldn't throw a stone high enough to get them. So I used to wait there until a grown-up comes along and ask the grown-up, would you mind throwing a stone up there? <laughs> So we throw a stone and some of the dates will come down and collect them and eat them, yeah. yeah. That's so lovely. What a nice memory. That's like a perfect freedom of childhood. Oh, I was it? beautiful. I mean, as a kid, you can't get better than that, really. Very adventurous. Very. And yeah. brave, I think. Well, you didn't well, know otherwise, but now it seems... Well, now, now people don't do that because no. they're too scared. But uh, in those days, you just, you just took off and that's it. You just left home in the morning, go up in the mountains, do your bit, and then come back in the evening. Okay, something um, a bit different now. Mm. This is something someone's asked. What is your favourite thing in the garden? Flower, plant, whatever? Well, well we've, we've I, had I, I, a little... I know that's a, that's a normal question, yeah. actually, that people ask. But we're weird. But I don't have a favourite thing, because everything that grows in the garden, it's got some good in it. So I look forward in, the, for example, in January, snowdrops come up. They look absolutely fantastic. Mm. And then the crocuses come up, and then the daffodils, mm. and then the tulips. And every one of those goes with the season. And that's what I love about gardening. It's not just one thing. It's nature, actually, coming up as, you, as, as the season progresses. Yeah? Mm. These new things keep coming up in the garden. And that's a pleasure of it. Yeah. yeah. The changing. It's a changing, everything, yeah. yeah. So everything has a good... Even weeds have a, a place on this earth. A weed is just a plant growing in the It's just a plant in the, in the wrong place. place. That's what it is. We always say that, don't we? You always say that. It's just in... a plant in the wrong place. Okay, another question about gardening. Can I grow anything edible in a pot outside? This oh. is for people who don't have maybe space. Oh, or the definitely, definitely. Get, get yourself a pot about six inch parts. Uh, get some seeds, get some lettuce or mixed leaf seeds, put some compost in it, or a bit of earth, anything will do, and just sprinkle the seeds in, water it, and you bet your life within six weeks you're gonna have lettuce to eat and some lettuce leaves, right? As long as you keep watering it, because in a pot it dries up very quickly. So, so every day? So you have to water it every day, and also give it some feed if you, have, if you can. So a bit of fertiliser yeah, as well, if you can get uh, some... liquid fertiliser or something, yeah. So you could do salad leaves, radishes even? Oh, you can do radishes, salad leaves, spring onions, uh, you can do crest, 
uh, Chris. Um, uh, you can do you can do all sorts of things in there. Rocket spinach. Yeah, rocket spinach. Yeah. yeah, you can grow so many things. Parsley. Parsley. Oh yeah, yeah any herbs is a yeah, good one, any isn't herbs it? Herbs you can grow in there. So you can grow in pots quite a bit. The only problem with pots is they do dry out quickly. You've got to be prepared to keep watering them every day. Yeah. Yeah, my dad made me some pots for my house just yeah. to put outside and you just have a time every day when you water them. But That's they do right. grow and the, you can yeah, have like yeah. a little yeah, salad yeah, yeah. bar. Yeah, you can, yeah. Without any space, without any garden. For example, if you have a balcony, that's perfect, oh, isn't it? Oh, perfect, yeah. Perfect in the balcony. Mm. Because they'll get summer sunshine and, and they'll grow really well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, a change of subject now. I tell people that you really like watching things on YouTube and you like learning all the time. You love learning. What's your favourite kind of thing to watch on YouTube or learn about online? Um, well, recently I was watching some videos about scams because that concerns me a bit. Uh, because everybody's trying to scam you. Mm. Um, so I've been watching some videos on that to learn what kind of scams are there and what to avoid. Uh, I do like politics as well. Um, I look at a lot of politics, what's going on in the world. Uh, the the, pan the pandemic, of yeah. course, is that that is very bad for people. I feel really sorry for people that are affected by it. Uh, but I try and learn as much as I can on that too, and how to protect ourselves. Uh, recently, I've been taking. Um, I started taking uh, vitamin D. <clears throat> uh, there's a guy on uh, on YouTube which I watch a lot, uh, which is called John Campbell. Uh, he does a video every day and gives an update on the virus or the virus situation in the world. He's a doctor as He's well. He's a doctor, yeah, Dr. John Campbell. He's very, very good. I recommend him if anybody wants to see him. Um, and he gives you the information that uh, without any bullshit. Yeah. Uh, he gives you to as it is, which I, which I like, because a lot of the videos on YouTube people make to just to promote themselves, really, to make it traumatic, um, which doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. That was a good answer. I always notice you love learning about everything, don't you? You always. I've all. You should always be prepared to learn. You never stop learning until you die, right? You no matter how good you are, you're still learning. So try and learn as much as you can. I like farming, for example. Unfortunately, I haven't had the opportunity to have a farm, but I like to know how farms work. Uh, animals, how they how they grow animals, how they grow food, and everything else. So I watch videos on that too because that's quite informative. Thanks, Dad. So another question is, how has the pandemic been for you? Um, we've isolated for the whole year, me and my wife, um, because, because it is a dangerous disease. We're on a critical age, which is, affects people. Old age people are affected more than young people. So we've been very careful. But fortunately, because I have a big garden, I've got an acre of land here, it keeps me busy. So it gives me something to do, uh, so it's not so boring. I've, I really feel sorry for people who live in apartments and flats where they have no space outside and they're stuck in a, in a room or a small flat. Yeah. That's the people I feel sorry for. Especially when it's that long, you can't do Especially anything. Especially when it's that long, yeah. So it hasn't been that bad for us, actually. I miss my children, I miss my, I miss my grandchildren. Oh, yeah. Um, quite a bit. Um, but um, now we're starting to see each other, so it's getting better now. Yeah, you have been very safe through the mm. whole thing. Yeah. So someone else asked, what do you think of Anastasia helping so many people through her art online? Oh, I'm really proud of that because I try and encourage her, actually, to... Um, because I think helping people, you get a lot of satisfaction in helping people. Um, 
uh, and, and people should be helping each other, yeah. Um, so I feel very proud of that. And even, if I can say this, when the pandemic started and everything, we were talking and my dad always helps me with business stuff. I've talked about that before because my dad knows and I... Well, I've been in business for a long time. I've been in business, as I said, since I was 18. So I, I know how to run a business. So I've been helping Anna um, set up her business or, or her, her channels. But the thing is, last year when the pandemic was happening, we I didn't want to promote things or push things because we knew it was inappropriate. It wasn't the right time because people didn't have money, people were in a difficult situation. No, yeah, yeah, it didn't course, feel yeah, appropriate. So my dad actually was one of the people who said, do more free things. Yeah, that's right. And Help people, yes. Not just do Don't things. Don't stop. stop. Money is not everything in this world. Exactly. Right? Uh, I said, continue doing it, continue helping people. Give things free and give things that are cost. Like we did with the T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever it costs you, plus your expenses, uh, and you sell them at cost. So it gives people opportunity to buy things which haven't got a lot of money. Yeah. Never be too greedy. Like Never you be have greedy. to focus on why you're doing it. Never don't you? be greedy. Yeah. And if you you want to make people feel good, I think it's so nice to be able to be generous with time, generous yeah. with things like that, because in that time people needed it. I think. Yeah, of course they do. Every everybody needs help in this pandemic. So I'm glad what you did. And my, yeah, it's good having a support with you, Dad, as well, because business gets quite lonely. I, sp- I did speak about that in a previous episode, but oh, me and my dad I know, always I, talk I know about how this. lonely it could be. I was very, very lonely when I was running my business. Because as, if you're running a business, you can't talk to anyone. Uh, you can't talk to your wife because she doesn't understand what you're doing. You can't co- talk to your children because they don't understand what you're doing. You're the only person who knows what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So who do you talk to? You don't talk to anyone. My father wasn't involved in business, so I couldn't talk to him. Mm-hmm. My mother wasn't involved in business, I couldn't talk to them. Yeah. So I felt very, very lonely running a business. Uh, so I'm glad that I've been able to help Anna. Uh, at least she's got somebody to bounce her ideas off and get a, a second opinion on things. Yeah, if I'm stressed about something, we just yeah. talk about it and That's you make right. me feel all right about That's it, which right, is good. Yeah. I mean, everyone in your life does help. Mums help in certain ways as yeah, well, but course, yeah. I think... We have that relationship, just, it's between just us, isn't it? And that's important. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Um, I'll say this, I am, well, I used to be more stressed than I am now, but my dad is the, I, I don't think I've ever seen you stressed. And if my dad's stressed, well, I know it's I've serious. Learned, I've learned, when I was in business um, many years ago, I used to be very stressed and I used to get pains in my stomach because I was worried about things and stress and everything else. Then one day, I thought... Why am I stressed? Because if you're stressed, you can't solve a problem because you can't think straight. So I taught myself to face a problem without getting stressed. Mm. So I've learned that if I've got a problem, I will write my problem down on a piece of paper, right? And then I will sit there and say, right, what's my options? What's the, how's, what's the best option for the me solutions. to take? solutions. Right? Mm. So I write all my options down, right? And then, against those options, I put down what the cost is, which is important, right? And I will take the option which is the least cost to me to solve that problem. So cost doesn't have to mean just money, does it? But that anything... Well, not just money, but money does matter, of course. When you're in business, without money, you go bust. But using this method just for personal problems as well. For personal problems as well. That's how you solve a problem. Yeah? You don't have to get stressed about it, right? Just analyse it. Logically. Logically. Mm-hmm. Analyse it logically and come up with the best solution. And it yeah. does work. 
for most things it always works mm. because I think as well it's the writing down. My dad's taught me the power of lists. So if anyone wonders why I'm always talking about lists all the time, it's because of my dad. Oh, lists are so important. You have to manage your time properly. So uh, you've got to make a list of what things you need to do today and what things you're going to do tomorrow, okay? Now, by thinking that way, you're making a list, then you're analysing your business or whatever situation you're in and you're writing those things down what to do, mm-hmm. yeah? And if, if you follow the list, you're taking stress away because you're not stressed anymore because you know what you're doing. Yeah. Right? And you, you follow the list follow and it. you can solve those problems much quicker than if you don't write them down, yeah? A little last question here, Dad. Do you ha- have any advice for young people right now? Struggling, the pandemic, uh, I feel sorry hard. for the young people because this pandemic, it actually affected the young people more than anyone else. And particularly people that work in the um, in the cafes and restaurants and places like that, pubs, uh, they've been shut for nearly a year now. Uh, a lot of people lost their jobs, um, and I feel sorry for that uh, because young people should be given opportunities. I think. And it's hard now for young people to. Very to do hard. that. When back in your day, I think it was a lot easier to get a job. Oh, back in my day, it was so simple and good. Even houses was. Easy. I could. I bought my first house when I was eighteen, right, for like six thousand pounds in London. The house is worth a million pounds now, right? Um, jobs. You can walk from one job to the next. There were so many jobs around. Yeah. Right? That you could walk one from job to job to the next. So it was so easy for us. There's so much competition now. Now it's getting so difficult for young kids. But I really feel sympathy with them, particularly the social media, uh, competition. You've got, to, you've got to act a certain way, you've got to look the same, you know, the certain way. Um, it's just hard for young people now. I'm not surprised there's a lot of people that are suffering and yeah. um, for some with depression and things. It's a really hard time. Yeah. So just to finish this up, Dad, do you have anything you'd like to say to people listening? Well, have hope. I think that things will change. Uh, the pandemic will go away um, this year or next year, uh, and things will brighten up. Uh, look after yourselves. Invest in yourselves, right? Invest in yourselves. When I say invest in yourself, uh, learn things, study, uh, work hard. Spend time on yourself. Spend time on yourself. Uh, save money if you can for your future, right? Don't spend more than you're earning and have hope. Things will get better, right? Look on the bright side. Don't look at the bad side. And I'm going to be posting this on Greek Easter, so do you want to say anything to the Greeks celebrating this weekend? <laughs> Christos Anesti. <laughs> Christos Anesti. Gales Yortes. Thank you so much, Dad. And to anyone listening to this, if you have anything to say, or if you want to say anything to my dad, email me and I will pass it on to my dad. Yeah, I'll be be delighted. So any nice comments, questions, anything at all, and my dad will be happy to talk to you. Absolutely, yes. Thank you for listening, everyone. Say bye. Bye Bye-bye.